So the reading is from Philippians 1, and it's 1 to 11. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I will always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the, the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart and whether I'm in chains or defending and confirming the gospel all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how long uh, how, how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer that you lo- that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness, righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Amen. Thank you. Um, yeah, so Dave, I- let me just pray for Devo before he speaks to us. Um, thank you, Lord, that... Oh, dear. <laughs> Our microphones are sort of interfering with each other. Give you my microphone, if you like. <laughs> thank you, Lord, that uh, your word is a lamp to our path and a light, to, a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. I pray that it'll be that for us today. Um, and I pray for Devo as he speaks to us. May our hearts be open and may, our, um, and may our ears be receptive to what you have to say to us. Amen. Right, there we go. Okay. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's just pause and take that in for a moment because it's so easy to skip over that greeting as we rush into the main part of Paul's letter. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. What an amazing depth of meaning and insight in just those few words. A reminder of the peace that comes from God alone. A peace that we so desperately need at these times when shocking armed conflict is playing out daily on our television screens. A peace that breaks through the daily challenges of rising costs, fears of climate change and uncertainty about our future. 
And that peace comes with God's grace. A grace that promises the forgiveness that we do not deserve. A grace that comes at a heavy price, paid by Jesus himself. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is how Paul greets the Philippian Christians at the start of his letter. And that grace shines out very clearly through all of the words that follow. So Paul moves on to express his joy and thankfulness whenever he thinks of the holy people in Christ Jesus in Philippi. So who were these Philippian Christians and why was Paul so invested in them? Now in Acts chapter 16, we can read about the visit of Paul, Silas, Timothy and Luke to Philippi. Philippi itself, as Andy alluded to earlier, was a city in ancient Greece on the border of the Roman province of Macedonia. So whilst uh, these followers of Jesus uh, were there, they met a cloth dealer called Lydia, who was baptised with all her family and invited Paul and his companions to stay with them. And she is recognised as the first Christian convert in Europe. Whilst there, Paul also cast out a fortune-telling spirit from a female slave, resulting in her owners seizing Paul and Silas and having them beaten and thrown into prison. During their stay in this prison, there was an earthquake that released them, but instead of escaping, they stayed and spoke to the jailer. And then this jailer, like Lydia before him, was baptised with all his family and invited Paul and Silas into his home. It has such a dramatic um, stories around the birth of the church in Philippi. And there are other references in the New Testament to speak of the generosity of the Macedonian church and their support for Paul and for those believers in Jerusalem. So given this history that Paul had with the Philippian believers, I want to return to that question. Why does Paul thank God every time he thinks of them? Why does he always pray with joy? When he prays for them. Now Paul states in the following verse that this is in response to their partnership with the gospel from the first until now. I want to dig a bit deeper. Why is Paul so concerned about the Philippians partnership in the gospel? And I believe it is because Paul cares deeply about two things. He cares deeply about God and the grace that he has shown to us. And Paul also cares deeply about those Philippian believers. So I just want to pause for a moment and ask you to think about the Christian believers that you know. Let's start with those who are in the room today or are watching on the live stream. Think about those who are regular members of our church family but aren't able to join us here today. Or those who've been in a pa- members in the past but maybe moved on to new homes or to different churches. Maybe think about friends, family members or colleagues that you know that are fellow believers. Or maybe about Christians who you support with money or prayer as they are working to share the good news of Jesus around this country or around the world. Whoever these people are, I'm sure 
you know, a great many believers in different places and in different ways. And the question I've been asking myself in the time I've been looking at this passage is what is the first thought that comes to mind when I think of all the Christians I personally know? And how does my reaction measure up to Paul's outpouring of joy and thankfulness? If I'm honest, I don't think it measures up all that well. And don't get me wrong, I don't dislike or think badly of Christians that I know. Far from it, I've got many good friends in this room and further afield uh, who I really enjoy spending time with. However, I can't say that I spontaneously break out in praise and thanks to God every single time I think of someone I know from church. And why is that? I'm starting to ask myself. And based on what Paul think, uh, I said about Paul earlier, I can think of two possible reasons, and both, both of them are probably far more true than I'd like to admit. I think the first one is that maybe I'm just not so caught up in God's grace and God's love as Paul is. Or maybe it is that I just don't actually care as deeply and earnestly around those, uh, for those people around me and want them to grow in, in God's grace as much as Paul did. And I do say here, maybe I'm just speaking for myself. Um, it could just be that everyone else is far more enthusiastic than I am and does break out in spontaneous praise every time they think of people they know who are followers of Jesus. And, you know, honestly, if, if that is true, then I find that quite humbling. Um, and, um, and I do give thanks for that. But I do have a suspicion that I might not be the only person who feels this way. So what would it look like I ask, if our prayer lives were transformed like this and we were praying earnestly for one another like this, do you think God might actually step in and answer those prayers? Would we see transformation in our church? Maybe we can get a little glimpse of this as we look at verse 9 onwards at exactly what Paul prays for those Philippian believers. Paul prays that their love would abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. They have already shown and demonstrated great love for the gospel, the good news of Jesus, as well as for Paul and the other believers who first brought them this news. But he wants this love to flourish with greater knowledge and insight. He wants them to keep studying the scriptures, discussing together, praying and seeking after God's ways. Paul doesn't, however, just want them to acquire head knowledge. He doesn't just want to see them debating interesting theological or philosophical ideas. The purpose of this knowledge is for the Philippian believers to be able to discern what is best so that they may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. This insight should also lead the Philippians to being filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. Let's look again at that progression. Love is combined with knowledge and insight. That leads to discernment, which, leads, which enables purity and righteousness. And all of this comes through Jesus Christ and leads to glory and praise for God. What a vision 
of a group of people transformed through the grace of Christ. What would it look like for all of us to be fully embracing this? Now, when we meet together to pray, it is often easy to jump straight to praying about those things that we are concerned about, about illness, difficult decisions at work or stressful situations in families. And all of these are really, really important and good to pray about. And we should absolutely be bringing them to God the Father. But are we also praying earnestly for our fellow believers that their love would abound? They would grow in knowledge and insight and they would discern what is best, and they would be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Because I'm not sure I always remember to pray these things for myself, never mind other believers I know. Here we have Paul praying all of those things on the back of his deep love and thankfulness for this particular group of Christians known to him in Philippi. So, to finish, I would like to echo Paul's words in praying for each one of us here at the Vine. May we be a people that break out in thanks and praise when we think of Christians known to us. May we be a people that cause others to give thanks to God when they hear about our partnership with the good news of Jesus. But above all, may we be a people in whom love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, who may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, and who are filled with the fruit of righteousness through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Amen.